welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. Hey. And Control Freak. Wow. One guy's full of energy, the other guy has no energy. Got it. And Twilight. Busy making a map. All right. She's working on her next D&D campaign. You try making a D&D map. It's not as easy as you think. I have Nobody tried making was... a D&D map. I'm currently working on one for my campaign. And yeah, it's not going well. And and also, <laughs> just real quick, you said currently working on a map. And he said she's working on her next D&D campaign. Not she's doing something totally easy anybody could do. Yeah, God. Anybody <laughs> could make a map. just seemed so, like, weird and left field. <laughs> to be fair, your reply was really just, Hey... Yeah, I was going to keep that low go. energy and whenever whenever uh, Control said one's, you know, high energy and one's low energy, I was going to be like, yeah, I did a bunch of coke. <laughs> Wait, Proclaim what? It would do the exact opposite. You'd be off the wall. Good God. I, I was going to pretend that I was the high energy one. Uh... While talking like Eeyore or an elk. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on today. You're not supposed to. Especially considering the... Okay, hang on. This isn't gaming related, but Jesus Christ. Tweet from Elon Musk. Tesla should make fire cat girl robots. Question. Poll. Absolutely or of course. What? It's Elon Musk. Are you surprised? He's been on about the anime cat girls for a long time. I I don't know why. I am not surprised, but this is what happens when you have too much money. We get cat girls? Okay, but what's a fire cat girl? I don't know. It just has a fire emoji in between make and cat girl robots. Oh. I think think he means hot. Oh, yeah. Probably. Probably, Probably. but... We need hot cat girl robots. Well, I... I didn't know that was the thing that you needed, but okay. I didn't say I need. I said we, as a collective, the human race needs humanity. This. Need, humanity needs this to get us through the rest of 2020. Look, the Japanese already knew we needed Gundams, so they built one. Oh my god, that Gundam is so cool. So it is Elon, really cool. Elon Musk now understands we need cat girls, so he's going to make one. We are starting November with a fucking bang. I tell you what. For <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this year? It's not I just even November. Us on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> we, November. It, will, it will be by the time any of our listeners hear this because I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> even if you weren't, dude, it's, <laughs> October's almost done. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, you should be talking about Halloween, not cat girls. Halloween's Unless you play wait, 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 wait. Rethink that statement. What kind of Halloween do you have that doesn't have cat girls? The kind that's actually sane. Sounds boring. Yeah, I was about to say those are some pretty boring. Those are some pretty boring parties. Hey, i I really didn't need I really didn't need the mental imagery of you guys walking around dressed as cat girls, but now I have that in my head. Now, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Now picture me also doing the caramel dancing dance. This is my quality of friend, dear listeners. I don't know what's happened. This is a gaming show. What has happened here? 
Uh, we got distracted by cat girls, which is yeah, something that... completely reasonable for gamers. That's you know what? That's an accurate statement. <laughs> if you guys aren't trying to send me images of it like my old DM did. I okay. Yeah, let's okay. All right. So back to the podcast thingy. <laughs> anyway, I, I actually focused. <laughs> So before we start the what have you been playing this week, I'm just going to start off uh, because I didn't I didn't play anything new this week. I played Halo. That's it. Shocking. I know, right? I'm so good at this. No, in my defense, it was the um, the Halo 4 flighting last week. So I spent a lot of time getting reacquainted with Halo 4. The and Halo 4 flighting? It's the their beta test. Yeah. Early early oh, run of Halo 4 servers. Yeah. Okay. Checking it to make sure everything's good. And I can happily say that... Uh, I don't know if I'm happily saying this, but Halo 4 isn't as bad as I thought it was. Halo yeah, 4. Were, it plays like Halo that, 4. Yeah. Yeah, but you were saying that like this time around you discovered that it's, you know decent or something well this time around i didn't go into it expecting halo 3 uh. which is see and that that's a big issue i have realized that i had with halo 5 and halo 4 because as halo 4 is a great campaign the multiplayer is just a little too fast but it's still fun but the problem is i was comparing both of those games to halo excuse me halo 3 and that was the downfall of the later Halo games to me, because I was comparing all of them to Halo 3. Now, is Halo 4 the one that introduced the dope-ass ground pound move? No, that was 5. And fuck that move. <laughs> okay. I I don't like ground pound just, or Spartan well, Charge. It just, I mean, Spartan Charge, fine, whatever. Uh, it's kind of a dick move like the uh the titan shoulder charge in destiny um yeah but the ground pound never made sense to me all right hold your position in the air so you can look down for a target to make yourself a giant target for everyone else so you can get five shotted by some guy across the map yeah like it just okay, it well, just kind of it threw me for I a mean, loop it does okay. look cool when you pull it off, though. I'll give you that. It looks cool when you can pull it off. No, no, it's fine. No, I, I'm not saying your opinion's invalid. I'm saying me personally, I did not care for ground pound. Yeah, no, that's cool. cool. Oh, I've upset him. <laughs> not hard to do. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the antag. Welcome to antagonist casual. There's a lot of salt being thrown around. I guess there's only uh, three hosts for this show now. <laughs> so Fuck much you salt. Guys on the no, I, I'm actually curious. What what did you like about Ground Pound? What no, I just like I, I don't I don't have a whole lot of uh interest in, in Halo generally and, and whenever I saw the multiplayer for that, that was the first time in a long time that I was like, Oh, I, I got to check out Halo. It, it's oh, kind of like um, uh, Gears. When 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 Gears 4 
What's the newest one? Five, right? Five. Five, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when Gears 4 was announced, I was like, oh, I got to look back into Gears of War, something that I haven't cared about since the first one. And I mean, like there were just there were just some moves that I saw in in the, you know, multiplayer previews for that Halo that I was just like, that's that's kind of cool. I'd like to play that. I I actually think that can tie back to the nostalgia thing because you didn't have the nostalgia for Halo 3 that I had. So when you saw that kind of stuff, you weren't immediately repulsed. Well, okay, just just so we are clear on this, though. <clears throat> Halo 3 is the only Halo that I played consistently in the first Xbox Live game. Fair enough. I mean, it's... It is one of the most remembered Halos, which is why every Halo game gets compared to that one in Halo 2. Sorry, other Halo fans who listen to this. Halo 2 and 3 are the same game. No. Really? You you can't change my mind. And Halo 3 is better. I'm shocked. Come at me, nerds. Yeah, I never invested enough time to get that fight. into it. So uh, you're on your own in that fight. No, that's fine. I can, I can defend my opinions. And you. It also comes from the fact that I played Halo 3 way more than Halo 2. Yeah, um, I had a buddy who would bring over his Xbox and we would link it up to mine and play Halo 2. But, like, I was never into it. But whenever whenever three dropped, that that just changed everything. Cause honestly, I think three was more accessible than Halo Two, like in gameplay style. Yeah. Also, it's more it's more fun to you know play online, especially as somebody who you know didn't have online. It was more fun to yeah. play online against other people than it was to play against four people who are really good at a game that I'm just learning. When you're the new friend in the group who's just playing it for the first time and your friends just wipe the floor with you. Nonstop. Uh but yeah, that that's what I've been that's all I've been playing this week. Uh control, why don't you go next? <laughs> Alright. Um well we'll start with the smaller of the two games. Uh started playing a game called Sea Salt. Which And Vinegar. <laughs> delicious oh man now i could go for some salt and vinegar chips i know right Fuck. um no it's a uh top down cthulhu style mythos game where you take control as the entity so as the cthulian deep one entity controlling minions um it's a pixelated little top-down game as you are assaulting humanity. So you're attacking this town, and it's kind of entertaining because the overall gameplay is just, you know, move your icon to where you want the enemy, like your little minions to go, and then hold spacebar to attack en- like the enemies in the area. And humanity can attack... You've got different little minions you can have. So 
uh, to name a couple, you've got like the swarm, which are literally just tiny swarms of creatures that are really quick, but don't have much health, but you get a lot of them whenever you summon them. Or you can have cultists, which are ranged characters. Um, but depending on which version, like which entity you are, different uh, minions get different types of buffs. And as you progress through the story, depending on which route you take, because every time you beat a stage, you'll get an option to go one of two directions. So you just got like when you first do the tutorial mission right afterwards, it says, do you want to go north or do you want to go east? Like it doesn't give you an explanation. It says just says, do you want to go north or east? Um, I chose east and I ended up fighting a whole different set of bosses than I would have if I had chosen to go north. And different bosses unlock new different minions. So it's a fun little game. It's nothing overly crazy. I will say the guys that wield shotguns can go right to hell. Because chasing them down to try and murder them as they're rolling around everywhere like it's Dark Souls is driving me up a wall. <laughs> the art style of this game reminds me of that uh, that game where you're playing as the horror movie monster, Carrion. Kinda. Although this one, this one's definitely smaller scale pixelation. Yeah, it's definitely more cartoony as well. Now I see like a bigger picture. Yeah, but it uh, looks it looks interesting and fun. Yeah, because as you're going through the stage, you can summon up more minions. So each entity starts with specific minions. Um, the default one, you start off with like a, sw a, a swarm of 25 swarm minions. Uh, the next one you generally will unlock is the cultist guy, who you start with six cultists. So you have six ranged guys right off the bat. Um, but as you go through, like certain enemies will drop money and when you get enough money, you get a free summon, or you can find summoning panels to legitimately just summon another batch of minions to join you. There is a story to it. It's kind of funny. Um, the whole idea behind it is the church in this land worships you. And one day you you basically give them the demands of, all right, I want you to sacrifice this person, this person, this person. And the holy priest says, okay, we'll get right on that. He's like one-on-one -on -one communing with you. And then you say, like the, the entity says, I also want you to sacrifice yourself. At which point the holy archbishop says, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not be unreasonable here. And then completely goes back on his word and says, oh, yeah, we're being attacked by the entity. We're being attacked by the entity. Oh, God. Also, you guys cut out for me. Out where? You want me to kill these 10 people? Good. Fine. That's fine. You, you, it literally myself? was. No, he's evil. It, kill it, him. it really cut out exactly when you said, oh, the entity's attack. And that's what it said. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, basically, the archbishop goes against his word and claims that they've fallen out of favor of the entity and the entity is attacking them but not to worry and all this other shit it's it's funny 
Because I can 100% see that as being something that would happen. Oh, absolutely. Like in real life. <laughs> um, it's a fun little game, though. Uh, the other game that I have played is Second Extinction. Neat. Which is basically take Left for Dead, put it in an open world... Sadly, a fair, a kind of, I wouldn't say barren, but it's an empty landscape. You've got little research facilities sprinkled about. Um, throw in a bunch of dinosaurs and go. <laughs> pretty much what it feels like. Um, overall, game's pretty fun. It's definitely better with a group. Uh, trying to solo some of those missions is a absolute nightmare because these dinosaurs can jump 40 feet to attack you and you go down like you're made of paper mache. But uh, yeah. the, the game is fun. It, it does feel like that standard style left for dead, uh, Fermentide type of gameplay where it's you. And I think this game does two friends. I think, yeah, I think it's three players. Um, so you and two friends going about doing little missions, um, anywhere from go and steal a T-Rex egg to, Hey, we need you to scour the entire map to try and find, uh, a batch of missing researchers. Good luck. Um, one of the interesting aspects though, is the game map updates itself with, um, like a difficulty scale for each of the regions. So it can be from easy, medium, hard would be the easiest way to equate it. Um, if the area is in red, which is hard, you can't technically spawn there. So if you die and respawn, you have to respawn back in a previous region because the areas in red have been swarmed over by the dinos. Hmm. Uh, it's not fully implemented because initially it seemed like as I was playing the game, whenever I finished a mission on my own, like it would actually have like a status update screen where it was like, yeah, you pushed the dinosaurs back or they pushed you back type of thing. But it never affected much of anything. Um, and then like I turned it on later in the week and all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, this map, this portion of the maps now overrun this portion of the maps now overrun this portion of the maps now underrun like the the difficulty just shifted on a, it shifts like on a weekly scale it seems like uh you have different classes and different classes have different abilities so there's one guy who uh does like a radar pulse that highlights all the dinosaurs in the area and then his ultimate he calls down an orbital laser dope yeah oh yeah his primary weapon grenade launcher he is all about explosives it's actually pretty cool um the there's a sniper as well and then uh i haven't used the sniper or the heavy gunner i think the heavy gunner she uses a minigun and her ultimate is an electric fence like she she has electrified poles and she'll be able to slap them down to basically make a defensive grid. Uh, 
and then the one that I've used the most, like her passive ability, she gets to have two primary weapons because normally you have your primary and then a pistol or an SMG. Uh, for her, I rock the assault rifle and a shotgun. The shotgun, hard to use, very satisfying when it hits. But uh, as I said, the game is better with friends. Like I've, I've tried doing some of the harder missions going into the harder regions and I get wrecked. Because you can self-revive if you can get the dinosaurs off you long enough. Um, doesn't happen too often when you're solo. <laughs> so overall, I'd give it like a seven and a half, eight out of 10 scale type of thing. Um, and then for uh, for sea salt, I'd do the same thing. I'd say the same. It's like seven to five, seven point five to eight, because it's a lot of fun. But I feel like it's one of those games for sea salt. Once you've beaten it, aside from going through to try and get more achievements, there's not much re like heavy replayability. Uh, Second extinction, you could get some decent replayability, and I think once they start adding a couple more features to it. It'll be a really good game. Dope. Other than that, yeah. I've just been modding the shit out of Fallout. <laughs> you have been modding the shit out of Fallout. Look, look. You know what? I'm going to pull... Where is Nexus? Where is Nexus Mod Manager? How many mod... I think I'm up to, like, 50. I I'm fairly certain I'm at 50 different ha! mods run right now. Only 50. The only reason I'm at 50 is because most of the other ones aren't that good or useful or incompatible with other ones that I'm running. Ha! Compatibility. I just, I just like the, you're just like, yeah, I have 50 mods. They're all working well together. And twice just sit here like, ha, they work. <laughs> <laughs> I have had mods that split the game world in half. I still play. See, I, 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 as long as the game I, doesn't crash entirely, it's fine. No, I, I angle most of my mods that I run for Fallout. I prefer to go for, uh, like, immersion. Uh-huh. So I, I, want, I want the game to still feel, at its core, the same. But I want to add either, like, either lore-friendly weapons or quality of life type of thing so it's like yeah i can now craft ammunition or you know an environmental change up so i've you know having like more realistic storms because uh -huh. let's be honest the default weather in fallout 4 played, was not that great when i played skyrim i had like five mods and they all did different things but they all had one feature that let you drink water and so i had five different ways to drink water See, yeah, that's that's a bit much. Uh, <laughs> that seems silly. Press A to drink water. Press E to drink water. Press F to drink water. Here's five different water skids. Yeah. One of them is limitless. Nah, um, I, I would get I think... into the high 20s just being graphics mods. Well, and that's the thing. Like, they do have... I, I did get the... Uh, the bump map mods for it to like increase the quality of texturization. Uh, and then I also got the unofficial fallout Four patch, which actually addressed a bunch of uh, bugs that the developers never did. 
but I think the most, I wouldn't say game-breaking mod that I ever used, but it ended up breaking the game because of some of the guns that I had, was the any mod, any weapon, and the mod on legendary effects. So I ended up with a Gauss rifle that had a silencer, a four-time scope, and I had armor pieces that would turn me invisible whenever I was crouching. And so I just crouch-walked through the entire game at that point, through every encounter that I came across. It's like, all right, just hold still. Your nuts are about to be in the next county. <laughs> I remember watching Fallout videos and one glitch that kept coming up, and I don't know if it was from mods or just because Fallout was buggy, but they'd shoot an enemy, it would blow up to pieces, then the game would crash, they'd load back up, and the body and the person was there again, but they were in their many pieces form. So they yeah. were all walking around talking bits and pieces of, red, of random people. That's definitely not a natural thing. I would say it's a mod compatibility thing. <laughs> pretty it's, sure. His head was in three sure. pieces that it was still able to talk. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, but no, that's, that's what I've been talk. doing. One of my favorite mods that's sadly no longer supported is the Pilgrim mod, which basically turns Fallout 4 into a horror game. Isn't that the one that turns everything like super pitch black? Yeah, nighttime becomes extremely dark. The general world gets this heavy grayscale tone. Um, and there's a couple of optional mods as well, like the uh, the one of the weather mods that is kind of linked to it makes everything a lot more severe. So it's like rad storms are twice as deadly type of bit. Uh one of the other ones, I'm trying to remember which one it is now that I'm looking over the whole thing. Uh, they actually added like a Sim mod, like Sim City style mod. So you just put down like these little nodes and someone will assign themselves to that house or to that plot and build their own home there. So you don't have to build up this home. It won't look pretty, but... It's still just, oh, sweet. I just have to slap this down and I don't have to build this house. Thank God. I don't have to build a bed for you because you're too lazy to. Uh, the dude that made it actually made like this whole side quest for it as well. So like the it, it's an NPC that's voiced that shows up and talks to the main character and kind of goes down. It's the exact opposite of the tutorial that you go through when you first get your town where it's like, oh yeah, can you build us some beds? Can you build us some food? Can you build us some defenses? This guy comes in and it's like, oh yeah, if you want to make, if you, uh, you know, so you don't have to do all the work. If you put this thing down, a settler will come by and will build it themselves. So you don't have to do the work. I did these quests side by side just for the ridiculousness of it. Hmm. <laughs> 
That's great. Yeah, because it was like one NPC saying, hey, yeah, could you make us a farm? And the other guy's just like, oh, yeah, if you put this plot down over there, you can actually have them build a farm. It's like, oh, thank God. Build your own farm. Damn right. Take care of yourselves. Do it, Do it your damn self. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I mean, I keep looking for more mods that are, again, reasonable, overall lore-friendly, and more so for uh laughs no i don't don't do the laugh mods unless unless i make a specific save file just for it i try to go more so for immersion over laughs i mean laughs like making them build their own farm no that's serious business fuck you guys for making me have to build you a goddamn farm (laughs) What the hell? Feed yourselves. You've gotten by just fine before I got here. What the hell changed after some dude from 200 years in the past showed up? Clearly, you know so much more than us 200 past 200 year in the past, Weller. Are you I'm kidding? Sorry, you've been I got all my in... food at a grocery store. Sells uh, yeah. a grocery store. <laughs> that thing you guys looted like 100 years ago. <laughs> oh, you mean the bandit camp. Yes, the bandit camp. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, shit I like that. Grocery store would be a horrible place to set up a bandit camp. I mean, you reasonably have, defensible. You have, one, maybe, you have one, maybe two doors, but you have a whole front of the building covered in glass that's probably broken ages ago. Depends on where you go. Yeah, it depends on what the grocery yeah, store not, is. Not all grocery stores are all glass up front. And even then, you just board them up. Yeah. Like, there's ways to defend it. Like, people say malls aren't good for defense, which they aren't, because there's too many entrances and exits. Yep. Unless it's a zombie apocalypse, and you can get there early enough to lock it down. Even then, though, there's still too many places where you might forget to lock something. Well, that's why you won't, like... You do slow... We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. I actually watched a whole video about how to properly lock down a location during a zombie apocalypse because I was bored as shit one night. You know, it's funny that we now started talking about that because I was just looking at at the original Dead Rising going, I should play that again. The original place for a zombie apocalypse, some resort island. State Park. State Park would be good. Yeah. Because it's anyway. so it's so out of the way, and there's not much leading up to it, so it's just you wouldn't deal with mass people. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next person. Light. What you been playing? Uh, um. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Because my screen's frozen. Uh-oh. Uh. Yeah, Discord says that I'm not talking and. That I have no connection. Well, you very That's much prepared. are, so. Anyway, uh, yeah. I've been playing a couple things. I've mostly been going back and forth between uh, Pokemon Heart Gold and Doodling. And it sucks because, like, I get this urge to do one or the other. And then I start it up, and, like, 15 minutes in, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I save what I'm working on, and I quit. And then, like, an hour goes by, and I'm like, I really want to do that thing again. And I start it up, and I quit. So, 
Sounds uh, like every time I start up like a game I haven't played in forever. It's like, ah, I really want to play this game. I don't want to play this anymore. Hour later, I should keep playing it. And then uh, I rewatched The Mandalorian. Not a bad option. Like the whole series? Yeah, the single season of eight episodes, yeah. <laughs> okay. They're like hour episodes, though. I mean, there are people that binge watch uh, Game of Thrones in a week. That's there's yeah, also, also people who like binge watch Supernatural in a in a week. But then again, a lot also, of people that binge watch Game of Thrones just deny the last seasons exist. Well, well I totally season. did binge on the Mandalorian. Seasons plural. Oh. Anyway, go ahead, like. Well, I totally did binge the Mandalorian. I didn't say I watched it all, you know, in a day or at once. I just but said I rewatched it. No, it was two days. <laughs> oh, my mistake. <laughs> that's that's the equivalent of watching four movies in two days. That's not hard in quarantine. I know. Eh, I'm aware. Last time I binge watched something was all the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings. The you mean the only cuts that should be watched nowadays? Oh, fuck that. I've never watched Return of the King. Poor, poor you. I fall asleep every time. Poor, poor you. Well, I know what I'm doing when I come to visit Light. <laughs> Just We're make watching him Return of the King, and I'm going to clockwork orange him to a chair. Oh, God. Him is for like eight hours. <laughs> Yeah, I I turned on Return of the King once, fell asleep for two hours, woke up, and it was still playing. It was like yeah. a three-hour movie without the cuts. Yeah, and with it, it's a it's it's damn near a five-hour film. Yeah, I have the extended cut. I'll tell you what's real annoying. Uh, we have the extended director's cut, whatever, uh, in full screen. Oh, it's not even the widescreen version? No, because uh, it was bought by my partner years ago on DVD. And she was one of them people who was like, I don't like the black bars on my TV. And so, like, all of her movies, especially the good ones, are all in full screen. And it's driven me nuts ever since we got together. <laughs> uh, I mean... To be fair, I used to be that same way, but I also watched my movies on, like, a little, um, uh, it was like an, maybe a 10-inch TV that I had in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. So, like, widescreen movies on that were almost impossible to see. I get that. For me, but now, I it's, used... now, now, since everything is widescreen, it's like, nope, widescreen version. Yeah, I used to... I used to hate widescreen, and then I turned 12. <laughs> is that That's when the culture came out. Is that what it is? That's when I stopped being a garbage-ass piece of shit. Just kidding. <laughs> I still am. That got dark. Well, then. Yeah. That's it. All right. 
Why? You got anything for us? Um, I still haven't gotten Baldur's Gate to work. Um, mostly as I've been playing Minecraft. And how has the crafting of the mines been going? I built a bridge before I built a base. Well done. So you and built a bridge to nothing, is what you're saying. No, it's just a little bridge over a little stream. I just made it a fancy bridge. Now I... she's strip mining a mountain. No, I am building a... Maybe a 18 by 18 pit that's like three blocks from bedrock right now. So she's strip mining the planet. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. No, no, she's not just strip mining a mountain. She's just going to strip mine the world. <laughs> I haven't strip mined the world. I just want to pit to bedrock and then I'm going to build the tower up to like build height. Are you building Sauron's fucking tower? Yes. Oh, all right then. Carry on. <laughs> I'll even get bag bag cubes and glass to make the eye. <laughs> I look forward to that. Not because I and I don't mean that in a oh sure you will no no I know full well that you will. <laughs> and now that I am there's blackstone in Minecraft, it's actually going to be color accurate. Oh boy, wait, there's blackstone now. Yes. Yeah, the whole because they did the Nether, Nether update, update and they've got the uh, the caves update coming out. Yeah, sometime oh, in the yeah. summer. I Which is why I don't exactly know why Jay made a new server right now instead of waiting. Oh well. Because she wanted to. I I don't know. But yes, the uh, tower that goes from bedrock to build height. That will make me happy. Well, I I wish you the best of luck in your tower building endeavor. And no, I did not strip mine the world. Yet. Yet. I haven't got a single mine. Yet. Yet. You're right. You haven't made a mine. You've just made a pit. You've made bedrock. a hole. Well, it's only 18 by 18 by 70 something. Yeah. Oh, good. So it's a it it is legitimately a hole. So they call it a mine. Uh. A mine. Anybody else have anything? <laughs> so wish I can get Baldur's Gate to work. We wish you could too. Just because. Did you he cut out for anyone it. else? Yes. Okay. Did I? Give him a second. Hello? Hello? Oh, God, they can't hear me. No, he couldn't. <laughs> it was so cold. Anyway, um, we wish you could get it to work, too, because I I honestly really want to hear your opinions on, on the game. Like, more so than the first five minutes of it. That's the bad thing. I played 11 hours. Most of and that time is just the first five minutes. I played 11 hours, and then it just decided it didn't want to work anymore. I and, still now have I have, and now I have 18 hours logged, 
and all of that past 11 hours is just me getting it to try to get it to work. I have nothing. I really don't. <laughs> I got it down to where it was practically a pixel game, and it still didn't work. Oh, well. Hopefully soon, we'll we'll figure out what's wrong with it. But in the meantime, uh, why don't you guys, our loyal listeners, go check out these promos for these excellent shows? And we'll be right back. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And, and we're, we're the, the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. How dare I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed those promos. I don't know what the hell that was, but neither do we. The sound anyway. of desperation. So uh, we got a we got a couple of pieces of news that I I just want to touch on quick. Uh, two in particular. Uh, news one, uh, the 343 creative, dire- uh, 343 lost another director. So those of you who aren't familiar, uh, in July, after the disappointing reveal, they brought on, uh, Joe Staten. I believe his name is. I should know this. Oh, oh God. How prepared we are, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, I actually, like, know this. As a casual gamer who's not real into uh, Halo or its developers, man, that name just, you know, it means so much to me. <laughs> no, uh, so creative director... Uh, Tim Longo has left the... I think I said that right. Oh, not Tim Longo. Oh, that's from 2009. Sorry. It'd be Chris Lee that left then. Yeah, he just left. Okay. So it's but Chris Lee. No, what? It's Bruce Lee. No, Christopher Lee is dead. Oh, duh. I'm an idiot. Anyway... But yes, the Infinite has lost another creative director, which some people are concerned about. Which is because, a reasonable thing to be. Yeah, but they, I mean, they did just bring on the old project head from like Halo 2 and 3. So 
I think this guy left because he kind of got pushed to the side. And this is all skeptical stuff from what I've seen and he what I've heard from other people. So because uh, he got pushed to the side. Yeah. Um. Give him a moment. So that that's why people think Welcome he left. Back. Oh yeah. I can still hear you guys. So now it's cutting out for you and not for me. So I don't know what's going on. I will say uh, because our contracts work and stuff, he might have, you know, had stepped down whenever the other guy came on already. Yeah, and they might have just announced it now. And that, well, yeah, he might not have been able to you know, leave. Yeah. It's kind of how, well, that... like, uh, when, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, it's almost guaranteed that uh, they had Todd Howard sign an agreement uh, that he's going to stay for at least a decade. Yeah, probably. It happens a lot. It's usually five to ten years that they make them sign for. That way they can get something out of it before the guy leaves. Yeah, yeah and it, it wouldn't look good. Like Even though it usually doesn't mean anything, it doesn't look good if you buy a company and then like the head of the company dips out, even if they're only dipping out because they got, you know, personal island money. Yeah, <laughs> which Todd Howard definitely does have personal island money. Oh, yeah. Um, I, um, but... I shouldn't have said anything. I could have used that to segue into the news I brought. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well... So, the other piece of news I have is that Cyberpunk is delayed till December 10th, which, it's just fine. It's fine. The game was only gold. It, I'm sure it's fine. Everything's fine. I, I've got some thoughts on this. Well, I have some thoughts on the community's reaction to it. Y'all are psychotic. Yeah. But we saw this with No Man's Sky. I know. Also, quick, everybody, check on Jason Schreier. Is he all right? <laughs> no the game seriously. got delayed did they did they death threat him too y'all need to fucking stop sending death threats to game developers because they delay a game if a game gets delayed it's because something's wrong and they want to fix it and they want to give you the best game possible please stop threatening creators Please. Yeah. Now and see, stop getting. I... All... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and stop getting all pissy when they don't get when they don't give you every little piece of information. Yeah. Like... Every every game uh, or every gamer, casual or hardcore, should have it tattooed onto their brain the Shigeru Miyamoto quote about how you know a a, a delayed game can be great, but a bad game is bad forever. Exactly. Now, a delayed game can also be bad. Hi, Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, yeah. But in, in the in the realm of, like, Cyberpunk and, and Halo, I think the delays are for the best. Yeah. But Halo also has the thing where we've been in, like, the content drought since July. Yeah. The supposed content drought. And they addressed that. But I do applaud both companies for having the balls to make these delays exactly but i do have um, some critiques about the cyberpunk delay yeah go ahead with your critiques 
Because I've said my piece on that. Please stop getting pissy yeah. with developers for either not giving you the content you want to see before a game comes out. Because Halo's been releasing content about like their armor customization and everything. And for the love of God, do not send death threats to people. And I agree now with that. that. Also, wow, there's been that controversy over the microtransaction. Oh, yeah, boy. Um, but so I just want to say, yeah, I absolutely agree. And whenever, whenever I'm giving this critique, it's definitely not in the same vein as the people sending death threats, and I'm not on their side. They can all get. Um, that doesn't count as a fandom. You're just being spoiled little bitch uh but anyway what's what's kind of shitty about this delay it's not that it's being delayed like if you have to delay the game go for it but it is kind of shitty that a company that already has uh, a history with crunch just announced hey we're going to be crunching hardcore until the game goes gold then they were like, hey, the game's gone gold. Oh, psych. It's delayed for a whole extra month. Yeah. That that really doesn't look good. Because you have to no. wonder how hard and how hard they're pushing their teams. Exactly. And then on top of that, it's delayed because they're having issues. I mean, they're writing for so many SKUs. They've got the, the soon-to-be-last-gen consoles, which means they got to get that game running on an, a base Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, even the One S is better. Um, but but they got to get it running on that, the S, the X, uh, the PS4, the Pro, the PS5, the Series S, the Series X, and PC, including AMD and uh, uh, NVIDIA. And so that's all pretty understandable there. However, uh, they've been making this game for years. They had to have known at some point. I mean, it, it wasn't until the past two years that, that next-gen consoles were even a thought. So how are they having so much trouble on the current-gen system? Which is what the, the issue is, by the way. Um, every time we've ever seen a demo of this game, it's been running. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe they should just cut their losses on that end. I mean, at some Maybe point, if it's it where it's like, you can't play it on a base console. You can only play it on a pro model. But then you're definitely going to have somebody coming out and going, well, what the hell, man? My Xbox still works just fine. Why do I got to buy a new Xbox? Just play the... I understand that. I just, I don't know. How are they having this many issues with what ostensibly, when they started making this game, even when they announced it, but whenever they started it, when they finally finished Witcher 3 and they went whole hog on Cyberpunk, the pro systems didn't exist yet. Right. So, like, we've made it this many years. 
and you're still having to delay it. Also, what the fuck is the patch going to be? If the game doesn't come out until December, but it's already quote-unquote gone gold, that means that they've already put it on disc. That means that that disc is going to be a whole month's worth of uh, crunch work behind. Oh, dear God. It's going to be like a 100-gig patch. I don't, I don't think it'll be that big of a patch. No, they're, but... they're not pulling a Call of Duty. It'll or probably be a sizable patch, but yeah. Or I mean, Tony Hawk 5. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... So I have, I have those little nitpicks for the situation. Otherwise, I don't care that they delayed it. I want it to be great. Feel bad for Xbox. Yeah. The Cyberpunk console I mean... came out in July. There, the there are lots of things to feel bad about for uh, for Microsoft, considering I mean, how their shit's been going. Yeah, first... The excitement around the next-gen consoles, though, I, I find my, uh, my Microsoft sympathy has dampened quite a bit. Is it because they're kind of kicking ass? Yeah, I... Like, like we've said before, it in the early uh, first year or two, it's all about PS5. Yeah. And and I don't think that that's really changed. And Microsoft seems to, you know, every turn get, there seems to be some sort of problem whenever it comes to games. Again, the one thing that they focused on the hardest. But but other than that, I, I my sympathy has dampened quite a lot for them. Uh, but having said that, yeah, it's just kind of funny that Every game they banked on for their next gen console is fucking up in some way. Yeah. On on the flip side, we're starting to see Xbox One's appear or Xbox Series X's appearing like in the wild now. Like people are getting them. Yeah. And uh it's really nice to see that they have uh leaked the skin for the Halo Infinite rocket launcher. I didn't know that, but they didn't. I'm did. just saying that the thing is so oh. big it looks like a rocket launcher. Uh Oh, Damn, uh, I, explain that I got a thing <laughs> the internet was flipping out over a interview that Steven Tatillo from Kotaku had with Phil Spencer recently. Oh boy. Um during the interview uh Steven Tatillo asked him with the Bethesda buyout is there a way that you could recoup seven billion dollars, which remember is like two and a half Lucasfilm. Uh, it's seven Marvels. If you're looking at shit that Disney purchased, right? Um, is there a way that you can recoup that money without catering to PlayStation? Like, could you buy Bethesda and make your money back focusing exclusively on the Xbox ecosystem? And his quick reply was yes. And all of a sudden the internet flipped out because now it's confirmed that Elder Scrolls will never come to PlayStation. But that's not confirming anything. No, it's not. Because uh, Todd Howard then tweeted out, it's like, guys... 
I don't see a world in where it won't come to PlayStation. Well, not just that. I actually went and got receipts. I have the full quote here. Oh, do you? Yeah, and I want you to hear how he words it, and I want you to consider this versus what the internet thinks. But I do want to say before I do that, um, a lot of the smart people who think that uh, eventually they will go exclusive we're dancing around the concept. Do you remember whenever I gave the hypothetical of how I think Microsoft could do that? Yeah, and what it would vaguely, take? Yes, yes. Just saying that uh, instead of making it totally exclusive, they use it as leverage to get Game Pass on rival comp. Right. Well, a lot of smart industry people were tiptoeing around that idea. Yeah, I, I I feel like you're right on that one, that that is what we're going to end up seeing is them trying to put Game Pass on. The, I mean, we already assumed they it was actually coming have, to Switch. And I, yeah, and I actually learned that um, now PlayStation denied them um, Game Pass on PlayStation because it has to integrate Xbox Live and they don't want that. Yeah. Um, but for Nintendo turns out that they didn't deny it for the same reason as was initially thought. It's that uh, they just don't have the infrastructure to support it. Like, Nintendo's online is that shit. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's yeah. always been that shit. Yeah. But anyway, here's the quote from Phil Spencer after he immediately said yes. Also, the deal was isn't finalized yet so even if he did even if it, if they did plan to do that and he did want to say yes he legally can't right now because it could they could have their uh thing blocked for you know uh anti-competition yeah but anyway um so he says yes and then he immediately adds i don't want to be flip about that this deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other gamers from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you have. When I think about where people are going to be playing the number of devices that we have, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship these games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us. Whatever that means. Hmm. So like in the quote, I totally see where you can, you can say he's saying, you know, y yeah. yeah, we can make this totally exclusive, but he's also, he also, you know, covers it in, in like caveats of just so you know i'm going down this hypothetical road that you asked me about and then the fact that he ends the whole thing with whatever that means means it's like it's yeah sure maybe it's a potential but it's not what we're thinking of right now and in addition to the legalities of him not being able to do that uh also, you know, I don't think he would want, I don't think Phil Spencer, the dude who has spent the last, like, 
five or six years trying to make Xbox a viable platform again because of how hard they failed, wants to tank the launch of the next Xbox by making all the news stories about how Xbox owns Bethesda. Yeah. <laughs> that would not that would not be good for them at all. So just all in all, yeah, it's a fun quote. Yeah, there's a fun thought exercise, but calm down, internet. It's the internet. As we just stated before, they're never going to calm down. Yeah. Another thing that he announced that he hinted at is the idea of in the future producing uh like a like an Xbox Fire Stick. Oh yeah, I saw that. Like a Chromecast or Android TV or whatever where you would just plug it into your TV and have access to Xbox. Which is neat. Yeah. If it happens. I'm betting it will, even though he was speaking hypothetically there as well. The big question would be, what will it have the same issues as those other products? Yeah, I think, I think it would be a... Um... Oh, God, the user interface would be Xbox, though. I think it would be like having a phone with the Xbox app on it. Yeah, but probably. I mean, but it's not going to have the same type of network capabilities as a phone. So is it going to end up like the Stadia? Or like an actual Fire Stick? Where, you know, its network capabilities are not the best. I think that... Um... I know that there's not a lot of game streaming right now. I don't know how good, you know, PlayStation Now is. I know that they bought Gaikai. I thought they bought OnLive as well. But um, uh, but given that so far Microsoft's the only one who can make game streaming somewhat viable over LTE networks on mobile, I think that a, a fire an xbox stick would be something we see like two or three years down the line utilizing whatever the newest newest version of uh wi-fi is and for that kind of device they'd probably pack in whatever the uh whatever the series x is using i don't know if you guys are, know about this but the, the series x has some sort of components that actually make it to where uh, hardware-based throttling. Not like whenever your internet service provider throttles you uh, for going over arbitrary caps that have only come up in a decade. Uh, yeah. But like, like sometimes, even if you have a direct connection to your router with an ethernet, sometimes there's just something in the console that kind of slows down the transfer speed. Yeah, the network card. Yeah, and... and they've got some new tech in the series X that eliminates that. I think that when they can shrink that down into a fire stick type thing, that's when. Well, but see for something like that though, that would be direct line. Like I'll say this for my stadia. If I direct yeah. line, my stadia, it's great. It yeah, actually runs I... really good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I kind of mixed them because it's not really my forte. I'm just making guesses here. Yeah, I um... uh, I do mean 
like they're going to do whatever Wi-Fi solution that they can that'll be the best. Yeah. Part of the problem with trying to implement the Wi-Fi solution is it's either going to end up being extremely large yeah. of an adapter or it's going to be power hungry and it's going to overheat. Yeah. Because but... with wire wireless transfer of anything... No, I, I don't I don't disagree. I'm not saying I don't think that it'll replace like a Series X. But yeah. I it, as a device, it does sound like like, oh, here's your hundred dollars. I don't think it'll I, it won't be like a fifty dollar Android TV or fires. Um, here's your hundred dollar entry point into the Xbox. ecosystem. Yeah, if if they can get it to that point. That would be genuinely interesting. I just, I don't, hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. It's like, I don't know when that would be a capability, Yeah. but who knows what they themselves are just working on and on their end. I think it's kind of a, I think that it's going to be a technology that like, they could probably pump, pump one out right now. It just definitely wouldn't be for us. And I don't think that it would be something that gamers of our, our caliber would even consider until it's in its like fourth generation. Oh yeah, I oh, think absolutely. they'd be expensive as hell. Yeah, I think that in a couple of years, whatever version that they come out with is going to be similar to like the PlayStation VR, where it's like, yeah, this works and it it works fine enough, but it's clearly using old tech. And kind of hampered by it. Yeah. But it is a neat idea. Oh, absolutely. Also, um, there's a third-party company called Plate Station, which is just awesome. It's doing faceplates for the PS5. Oh, neat. Mm -hmm. Like, for the, for the wings? Yeah, for the white pieces. Nice. I always like that on the uh, on the 360 that you could like get custom face plates and stuff. The 360 and the Game Boy Micro. Um, I uh, the Micro. Those, so I always wanted one. Um, there's a there's a sweet little modding community for the Game Boy Macro, which is where you have a broken DS where the top screen don't work, and they just like remove it, turn it into a GBA. Dope. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. That actually looked uh, really cool with, like, the DS Lite. The only thing... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only thing with the, uh, the plate station that worries me... They're, one, they're pretty pricey. They're, like, a hundred bucks. And they offer, like, blue, red, and camo. And black. Uh, but what gets me is, how are they making these? This is not officially licensed by Sony. This is a third part. Well, of course it is. It's always PlayStation a third party. 5s are just now going out to the media, um, the 
they're slowly every day a new embargo lifts and they can talk about something but there's so much that they can't discuss right now until launch and like so how does this company know how to make a fucking faceplate that fits estimation I mean, on size and measurements provided but yeah. then you've got to know the tabs for it to They've, fit in they there. showed a full teardown of it yeah i know they probably just they did not reverse engineer it in like a week to have the website up ready to go you underestimate the value of a dollar to some of these people I, cool. I wouldn't doubt it it's cool. It's definitely going to be an industry. It's kind of surprising that Sony didn't already jump on it. Um, once they're well, out, once the launch happens and they're out in the wild, I cannot wait to see the 3D printed ones. Uh, but also, you know, buyer beware. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, though, with it. If if it can be customized that easily, how long before Sony like issues them a cease and desist and does? Like, do it. I, I guess I can't do a cease and desist because there's, like, people are going to be, like, commissioning things to get painted in specific ways, so. Yeah, uh, when the when the Series X uh, released their first photo of it as a towering monolith, I saw that and I immediately thought, okay, unscrew the case, make a, uh, make a stencil, paint the side. Yeah. And the Xbox so, like, Series X is a perfect canvas for it because it's, like, just matte black. Yeah, and it's totally blank. Oh, oh. I saw a close-up of the DualSense controller. And you know how it has the textured grips? Yeah. If you if you look really closely, they're the face buttons. Huh. It's little X's, circles, triangles, and squares. Neat. Yeah, it's really cool. That's dope. Um, and then... All right. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, say say your piece, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap us up here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just have, like, everything else here is just random rambling. So, um, um, IGN had released a little review of what they could talk about for Astro's Playground, the pack-in game for the PS5. Oh, yeah, that weird one where you play as, like, the PS5 avatar guy. Yeah, and, um, yeah, you play as Astro the Robot, and you're actually inside the PS5. Hmm. And uh, you go around and you discover little monuments of all of PlayStation's past. Like, they have, like, a PS1. They have a Move controller. They have, like, the old iToy, like, the original iToy. And, like, with the with the graphics and everything, it's uh, I don't know it, this. Now that I'm saying it out loud, this sounds so stupid, but like, it looks really cool to see a realistic model of like something that means something to you as a yeah. game. Yeah, well, especially like for me because I had the eye toy as a kid. Yeah, and like if you see it with with the uh. There's there's a bunch of shit going on in the background. The game is mostly to, you know, show off the controller, but uh, obviously they put effort into the graphics, and they've just got, like, really great texture materials 
and lighting and bounce lighting and everything that just makes it look like so good. But um, but the game looks, you know, generic and whatever watching it. And uh, oddly enough, earlier uh, today, I was actually listening to IGN's uh, podcast Beyond, which is their PlayStation podcast. And the guy who did the review actually said that he was watching he was watching it and he was like oh that this this game looks like way more boring than what i felt while playing apparently the level in question only took him like 40 minutes to get through Mm -hmm. and uh uh in the video like review of it like when he was reviewing the video footage uh it just looked you know, generic and boring. But when he was playing it, he said he was just like fully into it. Like they spent a good 20 minutes of the podcast, which is only an hour long, just praising how great the game feels. And it just like, it reminded me of something we talked about a little while back too, about how this generation is going to be really hard to convey in video form. Yeah. Especially on the PlayStation end. But Astro's Playground seems like the perfect game that should be set up in a GameStop, in a Walmart, in a Target. Do they still do that? Yeah. Kind of? It's the only way that I've really been able to play games this generation. fair but it's like uh, I'm 12 right. years old one I think one final thing before we wrap up and I'm done but I gotta get this out the Oculus Quest 2 is launched okay and uh, it is a full even though it's only been a year it I guess because it's using mobile tech is why but it is a full generational leap ahead of the last quest. Um, and yet it is a hundred bucks cheaper. Um, and apparently everything about it is better. Also, you know how they have that little pass through function. If you want to hook it up to a PC. Yeah. Well, an update for both quest and quest Two. Um, has actually secretly enabled it. It's not something that they advertise, but it's secretly enabled. As long as you got a USB-C cord, you can actually use the pass-through function now without having to buy the $100 adapter. Well, that's dope. Yeah. Uh, But all around, the Quest 2 is better in every way, and it's $100 cheaper than the previous model. And they're ready. They're launched. Like it's it's out for sale now. It has one major caveat that no other Oculus ever has up to this. What is it? You must link a Facebook account. Damn. Oh yeah. No, there there was a whole spiel about that regarding uh, like oh yeah, you know what if I'm you know what if I close out my Facebook account. You lose all your purchases. Ooh. Yeah. 
Like there, yeah, there I was, didn't know that part because I know that thing about that. Otherwise, functionally, there's no reason for it. Like everybody's like, oh, I don't know why it's on here, and it's like, well, we know why it's on there. It's so that they can collect your data. That's what Facebook does. Yeah, but um, uh, but yeah, that you do have to link a Facebook account to it, which is kind of shitty. Other than that, everything else about it is better and amazinger. And I just That's wanted to bring word. it up. Um, they're, they've also decided to go all in on it. So their new roadmap for VR from Oculus, they are not going to be making any more Oculus Rift. Like PC uh, versions? They're just going to be sticking with the Quest? Yeah. All right. I mean, that's that's good cuz we need like a an affordable VR headset that, you know, maybe isn't constrained by being tied to a computer or a console. Yeah. And and the good news is also I think that they're also canceling uh the the Oculus Go models as well. Which Those were just the bullshit with. headphones where you got to provide your own phone. Yeah. Oh. Or it's either the one where you got to provide your own phone or it's the one where, like, it's just a low-end. Either one, either way, it's the shittiest model of Oculus that nobody wants. Right. But, yeah, Quest, Quest already kind of hit a good sweet spot. I personally don't mind that they're not going for the niche market anymore. Bring it to the, bring it to the masses. Yeah, absolutely. But That's all right, it. y'all. Thank you for all for listening to this episode. If you want to find the stuff that we do on the internet, uh, check the description below. And we will see you all next week. Happy Hasta Halloween. Hasta la bye-bye. Can't wait for Thanksgiving. Bye.